Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Now. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of SFP now. Um, we're dropping the TV talk uh, segment for a few weeks, um, so we're just going to go straight to interview format. And this week's interview is with um, a young up-and-coming actress by the name of Caitlin Major, who's um, done quite a lot of work um, on Canadian television as well as in film. And um, Probably her breakout role in film was the uh, second Percy Jackson movie, so we'll be talking to Caitlin about her experiences on that film, as well as a recent film that she's just done with um, Don't Don't Call Charlotte Song, which is kind of like um, a take on Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid. So, um, without further ado, let's get straight to the interview. I learned that the gods of Olympus are real. And sometimes they have children with humans, called half-bloods. We're pretty much like anyone else you'd meet. But with a few notable differences. We live in the only place that is safe for our kind. Until now. What is that? Go inside. To the Oracle. Percy. Kronos, a force so evil, three of his sons, Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon, destroyed him. He's fated to rise again to exact his vengeance on Olympus and the world. The only thing that has the power to save our home is the Golden Fleece. It's in a sea of monsters, what the humans call the Bermuda Triangle. Our quest calls for only our finest hero, the best of us, the daughter of the God of War. Clarice! Don't worry about always coming in second, Jackson. You know, everything they say about you is wrong, Clarice. You actually do have a sense of humor. This is a bad idea. You don't even know what I was going to say. You were going to say that you're going out to the fleece. Actually, he was going to say we were. I'd like to welcome a very special guest to the show today. We have a Caitlin Major, young actress out of Canada. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. Really, really glad to have, have you on. And, um, yeah. you know, I guess um, I've been reading up a bit about you and you, you've been acting since the age of four, is that right? That is correct, yeah. Wow. You know, so like, um, you know, many kids don't 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 get into acting when they're four. It's so like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been doing it for almost 11 years now. Mm. Um, so do, do you have, um, how, how do you uh, balance acting out with, with schoolwork and, and social life and all that? It must be quite a bit of a juggling act. Um, yeah, it definitely is a juggling act. 
When I'm on set or at auditions, I'll usually do my homework in between takes or in the car way, uh, in the car ride to auditions. And I go to school when I can. I usually miss a lot, but my teachers are very understanding with that, which helps a lot. And my friends are pretty understanding too. And I'm also busy with sports, so just trying to balance everything is a little bit difficult, but I somehow make time for it. Wow, it's a bit of all-rounder sports as well. Um, so um, let me see the, 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 the big break for you really uh, was a few years ago when you were when you got the role in um, Percy Jackson yes when you played, played Fania uh, yes. what, what was that night for you? it was an incredible experience it's hard to even describe the way it made me feel how lucky and how grateful I was to be a part of something so amazing and all of the people that I worked with like my family by the time we finished filming everyone was so kind and generous to everyone else mm-hmm. the audition process you know how, how did that go I mean, because um you know a lot of people seem to think that uh, in hollywood or canada when people go for these parts they you know they can just snap their fingers and get them so that's you know, what... definitely not what happened it's actually a funny story when i first auditioned for this role I was in Hawaii on a family vacation, so we sent in a tape for it, and then they liked the tape, so when we got back from Hawaii, um, they called me in, and I did um, a taping, and they sent that in, and then we did a director-producer session, and then we did another uh, director-producer-writer session, and then after that, I booked the role. Cool. So it was a very long process. But it was worth it. Director, producer, writer session. Did that actually give you any sort of like specific input into the role? You know, yeah, definitely. Um, the director tour was like very helpful, and he had me act out the entire thing. And if I wasn't doing it a specific way that he particularly wanted it. He would come up in front of the camera and help me do it the way he he had envisioned it. Cool. So she, she was a bit of a goth chick, wasn't she, Fanny, uh, if, if I remember? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, yeah, and so like, uh, I, can, I can sort of like, tell that from the trailers and the photos. Unfortunately, I'm yeah. completely ignorant on the Percy Jackson films because I've not actually seen them. That's fine. You know, um, but I, I, I have been aware of them um, because um, there, was, there was a lot of publicity around when they were out and, uh, you know, they're still very much loved by, by, by uh, my, my niece reads a book, so. Yeah. You know, so she she's wearing. Do you have a favorite character? Because obviously, to to have done the role, you probably read the books and everything to kind of absorb yourself in in into it, like every good actor does. Yeah, well, other than Talia, because I played her, um, my favorite role would probably have to be Annabeth, just because she's so smart, but she's also so strong, and she knows what she wants, and she knows how to get it, and she doesn't take anyone's crap, and she stands up for herself and her friends. Cool. You know, that's that's the sort of person you want in your corner as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the cast of Percy Jackson, I mean, aside from aside from the uh, Logan Lerman and um, and um, the the younger cast, you had some pretty well known veteran actors in there, uh, yeah. such as Anthony Head, Stanley Tukey. Um, did you feel a little bit starstruck, maybe? You know, getting to work <laughs> with those guys. No. Well, I felt very lucky to be working with such seasoned actors. But they are just people, and although they've done incredible things, I feel that we're all actors and we're all there to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And without every single person that was involved in the production of that film, the film wouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. 
I guess kind of what's been helpful for you is with you having started so young, you've not yeah. really had that sort of like time to build expectation and stuff as well. Exactly. So that's probably helped a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. my parents have always told me like, although some people may be more famous or more well-known, sorry, um, it doesn't mean that they're any more special than other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've met a lot of actors myself and, um, you know, I've been doing this for a few years now, and uh, I remember the very first interview I did. Uh, one of the very first ones was with um, was with Nichelle Nichols, and I was completely starstruck. <laughs> and I, I, I was using the phone at the time, you know, because yeah. I didn't have Skype, so I was using the phone and the tape recorder at the time. And my mother was still around there, and she was taking the Mickey out of me something fierce because my <laughs> face was apparently bright red. Oh my. <laughs> Because I was so starstruck and nervous about it. So, so funny. Yeah, it don't, don't go that way anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> um, one of your more recent films is a, is a film called Charlotte's Song. Um, yeah. For those that haven't actually heard or, or see, seen the film yet, uh, what can you tell us about it? Because it's something that looks pretty interesting from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, so it is a film that is based in the 1920 Dust Bowl era, and it's about this family um, who has six sisters, and they have a mother who's a mermaid, and they don't know this. Um, but they do know that their mother's voice lets people see their greatest desires. But then my mother finds out that I'm a mermaid as well, and to save me, she has to sacrifice herself. So she um, she has to like uh, take away her own life in order to save me. Um, and so my mother dies and so it's just my father and my six sisters in this film and I'm a mermaid so I have to take over the show because our family runs the show that's how we make money we run a singing and dancing show for people Um, but when our business starts to go under normally it would just be my six sisters who are part of the show because Mm -hmm. um, it was like they're older and stuff and I was the youngest but because our business starts to go under they have to have me be part of the show as well and because I have this power to allow people to see their greatest desires, we start making mitfuls of money. But then this bad man who, um, who's played by Iwan Rion comes and tries to destroy the family business. And it turns out that he's a mermaid as well in the end. Yeah, he's a very bad man, Iwan Rion. Um, you know, so like I've seen his badness in Game of Thrones. Yeah, everyone knows him from Game of Thrones, mm. so everyone was super excited on set when we found out that he was going to be working with us. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you if he was a good boy or not, but obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, 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 what was he like to work with? Because obviously, you know, he's playing a bad man on the screen, but, you know, he's probably nice as pie off the screen, right? Yeah, he is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He was so kind to everyone, and people just kind of have this stereotype that famous actors or actors who are really well known are kind of stuck up and snotty but that's not the case at all i found that those people are actually the most kind-hearted people that you'll ever meet mm. well you're not going to get any argument from me you know so like um i spoke to quite a lot of them and a lot of them are the hardest people hardest working people you'll ever meet as mm-hmm. well so, yes definitely you know it's um it's um it's it's not a job I, I, I'd, I'd actually want to have. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's difficult because you don't know when you're going to work, but it's definitely mm-hmm. worth it in the end. Yeah. Um, so um, you play a mermaid. Um, yeah. H- how long did it take for, for the makeup and effects to, to actually turn you into a mermaid? Was that, you know, that must have been pretty weird for you. Yeah, it took quite a long time to put all of the makeup on 
took about eight or nine hours and to take all of it off was about three or four hours. And then the process of creating all the prosthetics took about six hours as well. Wow. Yeah, it was intense, but it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sort of like it's uh, it must have been kind of freaky for you as well, looking looking in the mirror and um, seeing yeah. seeing your legs disappear and turn into a tail. <laughs> exactly. I specifically remember walking into the mirror because I had to have these contacts and I had to go put them in. So I walked into the mirror and I kind of like jumped backwards because I didn't recognize myself. Mm -hmm. It it kind of sounds like a bit of a modern fairy tale, quite like like the sound. I wouldn't mind actually seeing it. Yeah, The Little Mermaid, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. It's based off of the original Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen, so it's more of a darker twist to it, which um, appeals to a lot of people nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, is it Has it been made for, for, for release in a cinema or has it been made for TV? Well, it's made to release in a movie theatre, and they have released it at Vancouver International Film Festival. Awesome. But there's something going on in the works right now with it, and we're not really sure what, but they do plan to release it sometime this year. Mm. Well, you know, I'm hoping we actually get it over here in the UK, when, you know, eventually. <laughs> yeah, I, I hopefully. I quite like the sound of it, you know, so I'm like... Um, I'm I'm kind of like um, I'm into fairy tales as well as science fiction, fantasy, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, you know it's it's all all, all going to be in my wheelhouse. Um, okay, well, makeup makeup effects. Um, also, Charlotte's song is is it actually the first time I've actually had to undergo such an extensive makeover? Yeah, it is. I've had lots of like actual makeup done on me, but I've never had prosthetics that were that extreme put on me before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I'm like, um, you must have had to be in, what, in there about five o'clock in the morning or something like that? Yep, I was there till, I was there from five in the morning till two the next morning. So that, that that's like literally you, you, you're you playing a part going back to, to and from with only just three hours sleep. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, I was so tired because we didn't really get enough sleep that I would wake up and I would do the scene and then as soon as they would cut the scene, I would just fall right asleep and then they would say action and I wake up and do the scene and then they say cut and I fall back asleep again. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so really funny. Mermaid napping on set. Exactly. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, do, do you have any other projects that you, that you have going on at the moment that you, that you want to talk about? Nope. Maybe promote? Not currently. There's nothing going on? Nope. Okay. Well, move, moving on to the next question. Obviously, you, you've been working firm consistently for, for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, so you've already got to work with a lot of different people, but I'm just wondering, yes. are there any actors or directors out there that you'd really like to work with? You know, uh, there's so a lot, but I would definitely love to work with Meryl Streep. I think she's just such an incredible actor and she's just played such a variety of roles and it's so inspiring to me how natural she can play all those different roles. Um, Steven Spielberg, I love him and his work. Oh, there's just so many talented people, but definitely those two are very high up on my list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Steve, Steven Spielberg, if I was an actor or anything like that, he, he'd be pretty high up on my list as well. Yeah. You know, so I could... Although I, I've, I still hold a bit of a grudge against him for making me cry with ET. So, oh. <laughs> you know, I know I was scared of that movie when I was a little kid because the scene where ET was kind of like in the river scared me so much, and then finally I got over it. I think last year. I, so. I was I was actually <laughs> traumatized by that movie. I've not actually seen it since. Yeah, I know it's it's scary. <laughs> it's all like it, it is. It's a, it's scary, but it's also really really sad. Um, 
Okay, who who would you say has actually been the most inspiration to you um, as far as your acting career has gone so far? Definitely my parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have been there since day one supporting me. And when I felt like giving up, they told me to not quit and to keep going because one day I will make it if I keep trying and I I keep putting my everything into all my additions. One day it'll pay off. Mm -hmm. That's that's very sound advice. You know, you got to keep yeah. the faith. Got to keep the faith. Sorry, you got to keep plugging away, and you know, and, and eventually, you know, if you if you uh, stick at it for long enough, good things will happen. Exactly, nice. and it's just like that for anything: school, for adults' work, anything. If you put your all into it, and if you keep practicing, and if you keep putting all your effort into it, eventually, an, an outcome that you are looking for will happen. Okay, well, well Caitlin, thanks very much for ta taking time out of your schedule to speak to us today. It's Thank been really you for nice having you. It was a pleasure. Oh, you, you're more than welcome. And um, you know, good luck with the um, with the release of the um, of, of Charlotte's song. Thank you. Um, I hope it does very well for you. I hope so too. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, you know, say say thanks to your mum and dad for letting me speak to you as well. All That's right, great. no problem. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Ian. Bye. Here at SFP Now, I think we're pretty sure we um, got our priorities straight. And that about wraps things up uh, for, for this week's show. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Caitlin Major for taking time out of her schedule to uh, talk, talk with us. Um, next, the next episode we have coming up um, is um, an episode of Beyond Impossible uh, with, with Julian Chambliss, um, who's going to be uh, interviewing uh, John Jennings. Um and and that's that's a real fun interview. You know, we we we, we talk about quite 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 a lot of things, and um, you know, it's it's worth it's worth listening to because we also um, have a little chat about who who we think could be, you know, should be the next Doctor Who. Um, well, who who we think should be anyway. But that's uh, our next episode, and that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks from now. Um, in the meantime, you might want to listen to uh, all our other episodes in the archives over at uh, scifipulseradio.com. Um, you can also get episodes of uh, Marks and Junior Pile show there, Genre Attainment, which I, uh, I I wholeheartedly recommend that you, you, you try and listen to uh, because Marks and Junior do a lot of interesting stuff. And, um, you know, we, we do cross over sometimes as well. But, you know... And for those that know know our stuff, you know you you you'll be fully aware of um, of some of the crossovers that we we've done um, in recent years, and they're always a lot of fun. So, um, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back at you soon. Bye for now. Bye.